Good morning. Um, first thing I want to say is, John, that was not appropriate. <laughs> and you know what's even worse? You church clapping for him. <laughs> yeah. So today, we're going to have a different style of a sermon. And what he means by that is, I'm going to preach to this half the group, and he's going to preach to that half the group, and then when we both finish preaching, we're going to switch. And then we're going to see who's better. Mm -hmm. We're going to have cards that you hold up, and whoever has the most baptisms wins. (laughs) You're going to hear from both of us today, and we are going to talk as a different person. Um, We're going to preach and teach about a certain section in the scripture. On the screen, you're going to see these two individuals that we are going to present and how they are polarizing in the different ways that they choose their life. Kids, there is no junior church today. So if you did not, there are extra bulletins. There's kids bulletins in the back with crayons and all that. And remember, if you fill them out, you get a piece of candy and you have to be, I can't even say height because some of you adults are short. So we're going to say, um, Fourth grade and under, if you fill that out, you can get a piece of candy, but we're not going to hold to that rule too much. So, yeah, TK, he's kind of, yeah. <laughs> and real quick, before we move on, I do want to uh, introduce my, my twin brother up here. Um, he likes to tell people we're twin brothers, same father, different mother. You figure that out. So, um, but he's he's a missionary um, that I got to know this couple weeks ago and and. And I love this guy. He's, he's nuts. He's crazy. We are twins. Uh, so just get to know him if you get a chance. We ready? Oh, yes. Okay. <clears throat> Good morning, everyone. I am so glad you came here today to see me. Me. To hear what I have to say. In case you don't know who I am, which would be absurd, my name is King Herod Agrippa. I am the grandson of Herod the Great. Greatness runs in my face. I mean, look at how I look today. I fit the parts. I am part of the Herodian dynasty. But enough of my greatness, because we could be here all day since someone's long-winded. Do you know what else seems to uh, come up and bother me in my region, in the reign of my family? There's this weird group of spin-offs of the Jews. It started with my grandfather, Herod the Great. He was forced to show his power and might. Now, some claim my grandfather was just a murderer for killing all the boys two years old and under. But my grandfather did what was needed to be done for peace and prosperity of the land. My aunt, Herodias... Uh, She had to deal with the leader of this group, John the Baptizer. She made sure he lost his head over this deal. Anyway, during my reign, this group, this group called Christians, grew in popularity. So I decided I was going to do what was right. I had one of the leaders. In fact, I think he was related to the one guy who started it all. And his name, this guy, James, I had him put to death with a sword. And that brought so much joy to the Jewish leaders. I went after the next leader, this out 
outspoken, crazy guy. I can't stand him. His name is Peter. I sent my guards out. They found this rabble rouser spewing his own agenda. So I had Peter in prison. I stationed four guards on four watches to guard this get to guard this heretic. He's not going to bring political unrest while I'm in charge. And soon I, I'm not done. This is Herod the Great. As soon as I could, I was going to make sure he was put to death too. Then the world would know who's in charge. Now I hear Herod. Let me tell you how this story really goes. Uh, in case you guys don't know, I'm Peter, the, the guy who walked on water and then sank. And then the guy who betrayed Jesus, not once, not twice, but, but three times. And yet Jesus still forgave me. And he still accepted me. So that's who I am. Here is what really kind of happened. I was there, you know, Passover weekend. And I was just preaching. That's what I do. Preaching about Jesus. When I don't know where these soldiers came and arrested me and placed me in a jail cell surrounded by 16 soldiers. And there was even some in the jail cell with me. Now this wasn't my first time getting arrested. So I wasn't worried at all. God was looking out for me. And I knew he was going to come up the way to save me. And even if he, even if he didn't save me, that was better off for me anyways. And I could be reunited with my Savior. But there I was in this jail cell, handcuffed to a couple of soldiers, not too worried. So I, I, I slept pretty soundly there that night. You slept soundly in a jail cell? Yeah. Handcuffed I need to look to, at that jail cell. Handcuffed to two of your men. Just fine. Then suddenly out of nowhere, a bright light appeared in my cell. And there was an angel there. I thought I was having another vision because those things just like to happen. But he struck me on my side and I woke up and he told me there, get up, Peter. Get changed. Put your clothes on. And the chains are on my wrist. So I was handcuffed. Fell right off. And he told me, get up. Put on your shoes and your coat. And that is exactly what I did. I still believe this was a vision. But he opened the, the jail cell, led me right out, right past those 16 soldiers, going through the gates, into the streets, going down a couple of back alleys. And all of a sudden, the angel just, just disappeared. And then I realized this wasn't a dream or a vision. God provided a way for me out of that death sentence. That's not what happened. Are you, are you going to listen to this stuff? That's exactly what happened. It couldn't have happened that way, you little sneak. But you had to have broken out of prison. You had to have help. I did, from God. No, no. I know you must have convinced some of the guards to help you. So you know what I did with those guards? They're dead. All 16 put to death because I knew you had, you probably bribed them. You little heretic. You are sorely mistaken. I know how you people work. You're not going to take my power away. You're not going to take away my throne. That's why I'm still coming after you. Look, people, you all know how to get ahead in this world, don't you? It's a dog-eat-dog kind of world. You have to get what you can. You have to do it when you want to. You're not going to get anywhere in this world unless you look out for numero uno, unless you look out for number one. You're sorely mistaken here. That's not what's right. That is not how God wants his people and his world to live. 
Here's the rest of God's story that you haven't heard about from that night. After God miraculously provided my escape from the hands of Herod, I ran to join the believers at Mary's house, who was the mother of John Mark. We often had, had prayer groups here on, on Friday nights, so I knew they would be here. I knocked on that front door, and Rhoda, a servant and sister of Christ, came to the door, and she heard my voice. She got so excited that she ran right upstairs to tell the others, leaving me on the, on the front porch with a locked door, a, a great place for a, a prisoner escapee to be hanging out at. But he, she ran upstairs and told the believers. She was so excited. And the believers like, no, you must be crazy. Peter's in jail. That's why we're praying here. So she convinced them all to come downstairs and open the door. And, and there I was. And I was, I told them about the escape. God's miracle escape. And I told them about it. And they started praising God about this. And I told them, tell James and the brother brothers about this, about what God has done through my life, through this experience. So this escape, you thought it was someone else who miraculously saved you? It was. It was God. No. It was all you said. This whole fiasco was so upsetting on me. And whenever you make a, a King Herod upset, there's going to be death. And there's going to be more. It's, and to top all this off, during this time, there was the people of Tyre and Sidon. They came up with a peace offering because they were not being very good constituents. And they had to come to me, which is what they should rightly do. I am king, after all. So what did I do? I put on the fanciest robe I had. To show my greatness. To show them who I truly was. When I went out to speak, they heard my booming voice. They proclaimed, he's not a man. He's a God. They declared I was their God. Now they would follow me. Now I'm unstoppable. They know who I am. You need to know who I am. And Herod, uh, what happened after that? Um, that's, that's the end of the story. Is it? Yep, yep. We're not. That's it. Everybody, you listen to me. I'm boss. I'm king. You quiet. You sure that's the end of the story? That's it. Mm, I don't think so. I think it's time for a benediction. Let's leave. Don't think that's how it ended. You know what? I think I'm long-winded. No, you'll see. <laughs> so, I, I think some of the children, you know, fourth grade and under, if you want to come up and get a, get a front row view for the rest of this story, because, oh, it, it ends very, very differently than what... Uh, Wait, you want the little kids, four years old and under, to come sit up here? Yes, fourth grade, actually. And fourth under. grade and under to come up here. Yes, I want them to see the rest of your story. No, no, no. How it you ends. Guys, you guys don't need Come on up, trust me. If you're older in fourth grade, I don't care. Just come on up, kids. Yes, come on up. I want you to sit right on the front. And I want you to look at Herod to That's see it. his reaction Everybody to how his story actually ends. No, no, no. They should just look at me. They don't need to look, listen to you. Just look at me. Yeah. Ooh and ah. And you can see. Not laugh. Ooh and ah. Or laugh at his reaction because that's ah. not how your story ends. Now, is it, Herod? Let me tell you how it really went down. After Herod went to Tyre and Sidon, 
to, you know, get all his praise or whatever. My stomach hurts. He got struck with a sickness because of his arrogance and his self-glorification. Feeling very good. He was struck with a sickness and he died by eating of worms. He died a shameful death. And that is how Herod's story ended. If you were just given God the glory, it wouldn't have ended like that. So, kids, if you want to eat Herod's worms, guts, what do you want to call them? Go ahead and grab some of his guts. They're very delicious. Okay, just take a few and you can go back to your seats. <laughs> well, that's enough. You don't need four handfuls. Lila, you want some? Yeah. You don't have to eat them all, I'll eat some. None of you expected that, did you? And just like that, Herod's life ended and faded away. But here is how my story ends. Here's how God's story ends through me. Meanwhile, the word of God continued to spread, and there were many new believers. This is what happens. My story is God's story. I left that city, and I shared the gospel and shared Jesus everywhere I went. That's how my story ends. The word of God continued to be spread, and there were many new believers. All right, so Peter's life went out, uh, went on, and it grew in fame while King Herod died. So the question we want to present to you today is, who do you want to be like? Will you be like Herod in his arrogance and self-glorification? You saw what that end turned into. He was eaten up with worms and spilled out, and it was gross. Or will you be like Peter, a man who was humble and made sure to give credit to God? We know the results of both of these lifestyles. It's written in God's Word. So which one are you going to choose to be like? Which are you going to live like, a Herod or a Peter? Now, this entire series, we've been talking about the church being scattered and all the things that came about with that. But we've been looking at the church being scattered as if it was a, a bad thing. But time and time again, we see the church scattering in Acts. But each time it scatters, it grows. So church, let's scatter. Let's take the word of God into this world. Let's scatter like Peter did. Let's preach the word wherever we go. Let's scatter, church. The church grew and spread while it was being scattered and persecuted. Being scattered is not always a bad thing. As we scatter, we need to be sharing the word of God wherever we go. So let's be a church that scatters. If you've not been the church that scatters, if you've not been the one that says, hey, I know Jesus, let me show you about him. Let me live my life in front of you, a life of faith. Will you change that? But not just live the actions, actually do what Peter did, which was also speak what he knew was true. It's time, church, that we don't just gather here. It is time that we scatter out, that we invade this evil world and show them the true light, the true power 
true message of Christ. So that's what Craig was trying to say in all this. He was trying to be Peter. Saying, let's point it all to Jesus. It's easy to say it to you and I. Now let's go do it out there. If you need to make a decision to do that, if you want to say, hey, I'm tired of faking it, I'm tired of pretending it, I'm tired of just going through the motions. Will you come up and say so? You're tired of having your insides rotten with all the sin and guilt and having that spill out and influence and affect people around you. Acknowledge that today. We're going to stand, we're going to sing, and we're going back into the throne room of heaven. And we're going to explain how great our God is. Will you do that right now? Let's rise up, church. Before we go scatter and tell the whole world, let's rise up right now and go into the throne room and proclaim how holy he is.